the Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Worldview Media Podcast, where Gordon and Joyce Runyon view popular media through the lens of the biblical five-point covenant model to help believers appreciate and apply principles of exciting narrative and engaging storytelling. The Worldview Media Podcast. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Back in your life on this Friday, the 9th of February, 2018. I feel like I'm... Going forward in time. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not. I'm right here right now with you. Live in the moment, lady. I try. Live in the moment. <laughs> All right. Who are you? Your name is Joyce Runyon. <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> That's who I am. <laughs> you are the co-host of Worldview Media Podcast. Oh, it's just the two of us today. How'd that happen? We're having such great times, people everywhere. We are empty nesters. Wow, we're away. Uh, <laughs> we got plenty of cats. <laughs> plenty. <laughs> well, maybe we need one more. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be more than plenty. <laughs> It'd be good and plenty. <laughs> But anyway, we're here to talk about a movie. (laughs) Live in the moment. (laughs) So what is our movie? Our movie is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That's going back a ways. Brand new at the theaters this weekend. Not really. Not really. Okay. So, Indiana Jones. So this was actually released in 1989. 1989. Can you believe it? Man. I was just getting off the submarine in 1989. Do you remember those halcyon days? (laughs) (laughs) When we were young and skinny. When we were little. (laughs) Yeah, when when we were little. (laughs) Half our normal size. Our normal size. Hey now. I haven't quadrupled or anything. (laughs) You trying to tell me something? No, I was talking about me. Uh, All right, let's move on. Let's quit talking about you. (laughs) All right, so we're talking about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade when. When Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, I kind of had this sense that it was Steven Spielberg's answer to George Lucas's Star Wars. Oh, how so? Just felt like both of them consciously kind of sought to return to, oh, maybe 1950s era kind of serial features swashbuckling oh i see i didn't know if it was both had harrison ford <laughs> oh yeah they were fighting for harrison ford. Uh, and so that's kind of always how i thought about it as 
they were the really competing franchises, not Star Wars and Star Trek. It was well, yeah, not Star Trek. It was it was Raiders and Star Wars that were really competing because Star Wars came along and really did with that first movie with the New Beginning Episode Four. They really did recapture a sense of just kind of swashbuckling fun at the movies. Mm-hmm. And especially in science fiction. Science fiction was pretty serious when Star Wars came around. Well now there were some there were some tense moments in Star Wars. Yeah, but it was it was tense like in the old Batman series. It was tense when Batman and Robin were being baked into a cake and stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe a little warm too. <laughs> right. And so uh, just, just kind of good-natured fun, like a visual audio roller coaster ride, mm. and okay, I guess I haven't thought of Star Wars like that, but well, it's not anymore. It's just, it's just lame and stupid now. But <laughs> no. so, uh, send your comments to <laughs> Gordon Runyon at the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gordon Runyon at the internet. Dot Google. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be sure to reply. (laughs) Make sure you spell my name with an O. (laughs) All right, so Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade finds Harrison Ford reprising his role as the... As Indiana. Intrepid archaeologist, Indiana Jones. For a long time, Carmen believed she wanted to be an archaeologist because, because of, of Indiana movies. Jones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, if that's what it is, sign me up. Yep. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. And then when pirates came along. Then she was all for the pirate scene, too. <laughs> yeah. So in this movie, it's the third of the Indiana Jones movies. Uh, Indiana is suckered into going on a quest for the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. Yeah. And. How is he suckered into it? (laughs) Well, he doesn't want to and all that, but it turns out that his dad was looking for the Holy Grail and is now missing. Oh, no. His dad being James Bond. Not James Bond. (laughs) The illustrious Sean Connery. (laughs) And so. Because his dad's involved, he goes out and tries to locate his dad. And if he finds his dad, he's probably going to find the grail. Or find the grail and he'll find his dad. Maybe. Yeah. Supposedly. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And so, typical of the Indiana Jones movies, there's a lot of really pretty fun chase scenes and fight scenes mm-hmm. lots of excitement I'll tell you what i noticed as we were re-watching this one is that in the in all of the raiders movies all the indiana jones flicks mm-hmm. whenever somebody gets punched in the face it sounds like a gunshot oh really i didn't pick that up yeah the the sounds are outrageous hmm. 
when he cracks the whip, it goes, and when he punches a guy across the jaw, it goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was low low budget. They had one sound, and they made it work for everything. And then right. when the gun goes off and the car explodes, <laughs> and when he opens the can of soda, it goes. <laughs> That's carbonation. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so that's kind of funny. And and uh, talk about how you feel about the Indiana Jones flicks overall. Well, this is probably my favorite one. Um, I'm going to say it is my favorite one. Because I got to pick which one we were going to watch. And I picked this one. I, I like them. They're fun. I really especially like this one. It's fun to see his dad in it. And it's, they have a little scene at the beginning when he's a kid. And so that's really, it's a nice insight to, you know, kind of where he picked up some of the things that he does and carries with him now. And so it's a, it's a really good movie. It's family fun. Everybody can watch it. I, it's, even though it's from the late 80s, it still is a time-encapsulated movie. And so it doesn't feel necessarily like the 80s because it, you know, it's for World War II. Yeah. And so it really kind of has that feel. And it, it doesn't, it feels dated in that way, not like some of the other movies that right. kind of time progresses and you go back and you say, oh, that's really kind of cheesy because special effects were weird or whatever right. but this one just really it stands really strongly and solid and like i say it's one of my favorites i love the costumes uh, yeah all that was good awesome somebody's just walked into the studio i've come from my last crusade <laughs> <laughs> it's carmen from her from from the last crusade. The last crusade, you'll never guess. There was a flock of seagulls and everything. Wow. Did they have odd hair? Bad hair from the 80s. Odd hair, questionable taste. Right. Okay, yeah, I really, I like the Indiana Jones movies. I've already talked about one of the things I like is just that the action is kind of, uh, it's not terribly serious. I don't feel like any of the action sequences really take themselves very seriously. There's purposely lightheartedness, uh, lightheartedness even mm -hmm. in the middle of Indiana almost getting killed and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was thinking I was thinking before about you know like I said I felt like Star Wars and then the Raiders movies kind of resurrected this old-timey swashbuckling film mm -hmm. genre and i was wondering where that's gone and i thought you said it went to the pirates i well that's what i think is that pirates <laughs> of the caribbean has kind of taken that over and mm -hmm. uh because in in all in the raiders movies and in the pirates movies you're never just gonna have kind of a normal fight scene or a normal chase. Yeah. It's going to be over crazy terrain or, <laughs> you know, the pirates. Fire. You, if you're going to have a sword fight, it'll be while you're on a giant wheel that happens to be rolling yeah, through a field or, or something. Unrigging or. Yeah. And so that's kind of the way it is with pirates. It starts out with Indiana in this chase and, 
and he uh, winds up he winds up trying to get away by hitching a ride on a circus train. Yeah. And so he's going through all these different cars with the yeah, circus with animals, the animals and, and, yeah. and then there's a magic one that he's disappearing from stuff and yeah. and all like that. So I really felt like a lot of those fight scenes and the chases are a lot of fun. And that's part of what I like about it. And I feel like I like Harrison Ford particularly as the actor, because if you were just going to run into him, even when he was doing these movies, if you just saw him on the street, there wouldn't be anything intimidating about him. He wouldn't, he doesn't look physically tough or anything like that, but he's kind of believable. You know, yeah. when he gets punched, he sells it. So, you, you know, you think he's not invincible. He really does feel pain and, yeah. and it is funny. And, and back to the pirates movies, I think Johnny Depp, is the same sort of thing. He's not physically intimidating. He doesn't look tough. Yeah. And he looks very beatable in the Pirates movies if he gets in a fight. And so I, I think that's all a lot of fun. Now, in in this movie, the artifact that they're looking for is sort of Christian. Yeah. I mean, the Holy Grail is a completely unbiblical, uh, extra biblical sort of legend item, yeah. And uh, and it's crazy. They assign it all sorts of supernatural powers, like healing, and mm -hmm. if you drink from it, you'll have eternal life mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Of course, to call that a Christian relic, well, uh, the connection there with Christianity is pretty loose, really. Well, the thing with the cup is that it. Caught. caught the blood of Christ yeah. supposedly when it he was on like the cross. It wasn't like he used it or right. you know did anything. Right. Yeah. Now that is a big deal. If you search, if you do a Google search on the internet and start looking up the Holy Grail mm -hmm. and where it might be, you will go down a rabbit trail <laughs> of like Knights Templar and mm -hmm. the Masonic Lodge and. Eventually to the Rockefellers and oh, the, I was going to say to Oak Island, <laughs> <laughs> right, and all the way to the Curse of Oak Island, right. You may never recover from that sort of deep dive. Yeah, uh, I believe that one. But one thing I noticed in these three movies: the first one, Raiders used a Jewish artifact with the Ark of the Covenant, mm. and then the second one, the Temple of Doom, used like Hindu artifacts what they call them, like chakra stones or something oh. like that. Anyway, it was Hindu something. Mm -hmm. And then now we get the Christian artifact. And in all three of the movies, turns out that the rumored or legendary powers associated with the artifacts are all true. And uh, Yeah. So. Well, you conveniently forgot the crystal skull. Yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> you tried to forget it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> uh, now, I haven't seen all those, so I can't uh, I can't speak to them. Well, it's good for you. <laughs> it's good for me. <laughs> yeah, good for you that you haven't seen these. Now, I heard the last one was actually pretty decent. Uh, no, I have not heard that. No. Well, maybe I'm just hearing things. Yeah. Okay. So any other thing to say 
in terms of just quality of the movies or anything. No, like I say, yeah. I think they're just popcorn munchers and yeah. kind of... And for as old as it is, yeah. you know, because it is an older movie, it's still... It it's kind still of still good. holds up. Yeah, yeah it really does. It's kind of still fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like riding your old favorite roller coaster again. <laughs> well, uh, I do that all or the time. Or for the first time. <laughs> all right. Well, that's what we thought about it. I I think we'd both probably give it an A in terms yeah. of how much we liked it. Yeah. Of course, we're not like movie connoisseurs. We like some movies that you should probably be embarrassed to like, and then we haven't talked about those, have we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those are in the vault, and that's where they'll stay. Right. Okay, so we will take our break and come right back and talk more worldview issues in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. And we're back, Worldview Media Podcast. This is Gordon Runyon along with my lovely and talented wife, Joyce, who is roughly the same size as when I married her. <laughs> roughly. <laughs> uh, you should have just left it alone. <laughs> I really stuck my foot in it. <laughs> okay, and uh, we're talking about Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and we want to talk now more a little bit about worldview and thematic issues. And So have at it, Joyce. You got anything? Well, for me... It seems like the obvious thing is actually the grail, you know, the quest for this grail and how it's been searched for for thousands of years. And you even see a little subplot in there about these group of people that have been protecting and hiding the grail because you can't let this this thing fall into just anybody's hands. And, uh, and what makes it so great is that it caught Christ's blood while he was crucified. And so... Um, it seems like they're just kind of missing the whole point of Jesus Christ being crucified. Yeah. And yeah, the, his blood is like huge important in that, but it doesn't it didn't cleanse the cup. It didn't do anything to 
a cup to make that give you eternal life or to heal you. Uh, so it seems like they really missed the point of what all that uh, was about. Shocking. I know. Hollywood missed the point of I know. Christ. But still, there's there's a connection. There's a. They're dancing right around the edge. They are. And yeah. and yeah, you know, when he says, drink from this cup and you'll have eternal life. And he didn't really mean a physical cup, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and yeah, that's really true, and it will happen. But it's not; uh, it has nothing to do with the Holy Grail. Right, right. Yeah, they did miss it. There were a couple of things that I kind of liked. Faith really winds up being a a note that they hit mm -hmm. a little bit yeah. once in a while, and. Uh, do you believe? Only it's do you believe in the grail? Yeah, do you the, believe in the map? Do you believe in the tales? Do you believe in right. the legend? Yeah, and like you say, it's it's close enough to just be infuriating. Yeah. You know, but if, if they understood about Christ and mm -hmm. eternal life, there wouldn't be a movie because there's, there's no, there's no reason to go looking. <laughs> right. But even, you know, when they're, when they finally get to the place where, where the grail is and they have the little challenges that they have to go to and about a penitent man and, you know, oh, a penitent man will see the face of God and it's like, uh, penitent, penitent, I, I got to bow down. You know, I've got to be you know, humble, I've got to be these things. And so, you know, it's got all these little bits and nuggets, but they're just not connected yeah. well, and it kind of just misrepresents and muddies up a lot of things. So if people, you know, probably some of our Catholic friends would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's about the work and getting through and then doing these other things so that you make it to of the end. Of course she'd want that cup and, if you can yeah. find it. Yeah. Yeah. But then the bad thing about the cup was you could have eternal life, but you couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> right. There's and you couldn't do anything with it. So yeah. you'll live forever. There are strings attached yep. on the eternal life. Yeah. You'll live forever right here and you'll never see anybody else. Right. Well, and there were a couple of times that I thought they also said things that were along those same lines of getting close. Like there's a point where one character expresses just kind of marveling at the fact that the Nazis are so big on capturing the grail. Mm -hmm. And he says something like, when the grail stands for the opposite of everything the Nazis stand for. Mm -hmm. You know, the Nazis want to use this, and, and mm -hmm. they're total opposites, Christianity and, and Nazism. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I'd say amen to that. But as we were watching it, it, it made me think, I don't think you get that line in the movie if the same movie is made today. You know, I don't think anybody bothers conceding um, yeah. that Christianity is the opposite of the incarnate evil that was the Nazis. Yeah, that would be a that would be a leap that I don't think modern Hollywood would make. So it was interesting yeah. to see it there that somebody in the writing room put in Christianity is the opposite of Nazism. Yeah, imagine. You're right. Or <laughs> it's antithetical not equal to, at least. or 
Just another version of, or... Yeah. Right, which is pretty much what you get these days, that Christianity is just another incarnation of fascism or something. Well, and then there was another thing. You know, when you finally get to the room where the grail is, there's like a thousand cups. Well, not a thousand. There's a lot of cups there, and you have to determine which one you think it is. Yeah. And so, you know, you pick the wrong cup. Yeah. You know, you could now choose... Now you're in trouble. Yeah. Maybe not so wisely. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, and I think there's something there too, because a lot of people search for the this thing that's going to give their life meaning, that's going to fulfill them, that's going to help them and restore them. And they're, they're looking for glittery things. Right. You know, they're not looking for something that's solid and heavy and maybe not not quite as pretty as you would want. And um, the scripture is truth, and it's strong, and it's, it is solid. But sometimes it just doesn't look that pretty. Right, it seems to, like foolishness uh, to yeah, the world. Right. To, you know, to eyes that haven't been opened, it just looks like something you don't want. Sure, right. And so, you know, if you're just having to make those choices with your own eyes... You're gonna fall for the little glittery things that <laughs> yeah. that uh, make you say, "Ooh, well, this has got to be it." <laughs> right. No, that's true. The scripture says of itself that the gospel is foolishness to the world, or you know, foolishness to the Greeks there, and uh, weakness to the Jews. And so that all comes from expecting the true religion to be this, basically, a power religion. Mm -hmm. And that's not the way God made it. So I agree. There's a little bit of a parable there that that does hold some truth. Well, and sure. then ultimately you choose the wrong cup and you choose death. Sure. Yeah. You know, well, what more can you say about that? Right. <laughs> no, that, that, that's it. That'll preach. Okay. Uh, let's see. The other major kind of thematic issue that's in the movie is the relationship between Indiana Jones and his dad. And that that pervades the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, they obviously love each other, but they have kind of this classic uh, storytelling meme where Indiana, even as an adult, still, still resents the fact that his dad didn't pay much attention to him when he was growing up. and. Yeah, and uh, he's still kind of seeking approval from his father, and uh, kind of makes you mindful of the scripture verses that say things like fathers should be careful not to exasperate their children. Or, mm -hmm. And uh, the senior Doctor Jones was obviously guilty of doing that, and it we find out it's because of his devotion to his work. And mm -hmm. He didn't have time, and well. As the movie opens, he runs in and he's like, Ah, oh, Dad, I gotta tell you what. And he's like, Wait, <laughs> wait. And he's working in this little book of his, and that's actually the book that winds up being there later. Yeah. And so, this quest of the Holy Grail has been all consuming for this senior. Yeah. And, uh, and is that good? Or is that bad? <laughs> you know? Right. It turns out okay. I mean, it saves the day at the end, but it was awful rough on the family. Mm -hmm. and, well, uh, and I think it was just the two of them. I don't know the what, them, what right. happened to mom, but I think it was just the two of them. 
and so there's a lot of that. There are a lot of scenes where they'll come through a close call, and you can kind of see Sean Connery's character, uh, Dr. Jones Sr., you can see him purposely put on this face like he's trying not to look impressed that his son, Indiana Jones, has gotten them out of this close call. And, yeah. And uh, he's purposely trying not to give up any kind of admiration or or letting him know, hey, you did a good job there. There was nothing mm. of that. And, yeah. And there was one... There was There were two scenes that were connected, but... I really appreciated the fact that they didn't, they weren't ham fisted with making sure that you saw the connection, mm-hmm. which I hate in movies. <laughs> the little too obvious gestures. So there's, yeah, so there's, at some point, there's uh, Indiana's complaining about the way he was raised or not raised by his dad. And he says at one point, You paid more attention to the dog than you did to me. You know, and yeah. that's just part of the argument that they have. Yeah. And then it's a long time later, at the very end of the movie. <laughs> it's not till the end of the movie yeah. that you find out that Indiana is not his name. Indiana was the dog's name. Yeah. And he took that name. He preferred that name. Yeah. And when you put those two scenes together, there's something... Uh, Special. There's something poignant about <laughs> yeah. that that... You can see this little boy growing up, and he's jealous of the attention that even the dog is getting. So he takes the dog's name for his own, <laughs> yeah. you know. And uh, well, Indiana is a cool name. I might want that more than Henry myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, you, if, if it was that or Henry, maybe so, maybe so. I feel like you have to have the right last name to go with Indiana. Uh, I think if you're going to go with a three-syllable name or more as the first name, you have to have a single-syllable last name, Uh, or it just doesn't sound right. The other way around, too, if you're going to have a long last name, you need a single-syllable first name, like Luke Skywalker. (laughs) It, It doesn't sound as good to do like Indiana Skywalker. That just sounds like, oh, man. I don't know. I don't know about that. But I think another good scene between them uh, is when Indiana's taking over the side of the cliff and you see um, the elder Dr. Jones really look distraught and saying, oh, I thought I had more time. I thought I had this. I thought I I had that. I should have said something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, when... Indiana comes up from the other side and he goes over and he's looking over the ledge <laughs> with them. And they're all like, ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, he tells him, you know, I thought I lost you, boy. And yeah. uh, just gives him a big hug. And that's really a special moment, I think, for both of them. Just yeah. for him to realize time is fleeting. And I think as parents, sometimes we forget that. Time is fleeting and... Maybe what you think is so important today really isn't. You know, right. your kids are with you for a limited amount of time. Yeah, it's a blink, really. We were just joking around about being empty nesters, but uh, uh, most of the time that's true. And uh, it just seems like yesterday, like we just talked about, it just seems like yesterday Carmen was convinced she was 
either going to be Indiana Jones <laughs> or Captain Jack Sparrow. Those I'm were, sure she'd still be fine with either. Of those <laughs> right, two. but those were those were her serious career options at one point. <laughs> I don't think she's given them up. <laughs> she's just also added superheroes into that. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so. Uh, my point in bringing that up is that really does just feel like yesterday. And I know we've got families that listen and stuff like that. And I know it's cliche and everybody says it, but trust us, those kids grow up fast. And it really will seem like just a blink of the eye. You wake up one morning and suddenly they're old. You're old. <laughs> and you are old. Yeah, that's right. Not just me, right? I am old, but it's not just me that happens to. So anyway, I felt like there were some good lessons to be taken there and that it was an interesting, kind of an interesting running theme for a swashbuckling movie mm-hmm. to take on this this complex relationship between father and son. And yeah. Kind of resentful and... There's some uh, bitterness that has to be let go of and winds up being, I'm willing to risk my life to save you. And mm-hmm. So all of that was really pretty neat. Well, and then even after they find the grill and the doctor, older Dr. Jones, Professor Jones, I'm not sure if he's a doctor, but, yeah, you know, was shot in. Yeah. Uh, the grail comes out and then suddenly everything's the earth starts cracking open and the right. one girl says, I can reach it. I can reach it. And, ah! <laughs> and so then Indy goes over and he's like, Dad, he's in, uh, I can get it. Yeah. And, let's talk about this. So the bad Nazi woman, Indiana Jones is trying to keep her from falling into mm-hmm. this crevice in the earth yeah. to her death. Yeah. And rather than, try to cooperate with the rescue attempt. She's reaching out her other hand to try to grab the grail from mm-hmm. where it has fallen. And it's that attempt, the fact that she would rather try for the grail than save her life, that winds up being her downfall. Yeah. And spoiler alert, so she dies. Well, she descends into the pit. Right. <laughs> like the sons of Korah. She, she has went, fallen. <laughs> she went down into the earth alive. And, yeah. uh, and moments later, Indiana Jones is in the exact same position where now yeah. his dad is trying to pull him up and he's hanging exactly like the Nazi girl was. And I think he should have reached it because his arm span. Right. He's got longer <laughs> arms and I'm sure that's what he was thinking. He was closer. He was a lot But you closer. can see, though, that uh, he had the same idea. Mm-hmm. And if his dad hadn't found a way to kind of pull yeah. him out of that way of thinking the result was probably going to be the same. And there's some worldview stuff in there too, that mm-hmm. uh, just about the time you think you've conquered sin and temptation and all that. But you know, if you think about it, that grail was something that his father had searched for and yeah. studied and researched his entire life. And there's Indiana, this boy who wants to impress to his, his father. Yeah. And I'm this close to getting right. you what you right. worked for all of your life. And it's his dad's words that make him let it go. Right. Well, that, that you know, you are more important to me 
yeah. than that object. Let it go. Oh, good. So you've brought it all around. I was just, <laughs> I was just talking about the fact that Indy kind of had the same attitude as this Nazi girl. But really, when you bring in Sean Connery's character's attitude, and, and like you said, he spent his life looking for this grail, mm-hmm. and now he's the one that says, let it go, in the sense of, I would. I don't want to let you go. Mm-hmm. You let that go, so I don't have to let you go. Yeah. And uh, so that was a nice way to really bring that relationship arc around. Yeah. Really cool. Really cool. So there's some <laughs> there's some good storytelling stuff. There going really on is. In there. Uh, there really is. And the fight scenes are really fun. Like like I say, I, I when I think of the movie, the scene that I think of is. Indiana Jones on a horse trying to rescue his dad from inside a tank. And how's that going to work? You know, and, uh, and you've got all these desert canyons that they're driving through and it's just weird terrain and stuff like yeah. we were talking about. But that's the scene I always think about him hanging off a turret and stuff like that. Yeah. And so a lot of that is really fun. And I have a secret love for blimps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're not a blimp. My love for you is public and not secret. <laughs> I have a lot of, I have tens of listeners who. Not tens. Can, <laughs> I have tens of listeners who can attest that you made that joke yourself. I like maybe I should have said I like dirigibles. There, that's better. Something about seeing the the dirigible float through the air, or mm-hmm. artwork that has pictures of dirigible flying. Something about that seems very just full of possibility and uh, adventure to me. And so, when they when part of the scene is they're trying to leave Germany. In a dirigible. Yeah. And I just thought that was really super cool. I love that. Well, there were there were parts in the movie where I just, I, I laughed, you know, because it was <laughs> right. funny. And I don't always laugh out loud when we're watching movies. Right, so. like when he shot their own plane. and Yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, boy. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> they got us. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> or when he threw the... The officer out of the, the the dirigible and everybody's staring at him and he says shocked and appalled he's wearing the uniform of a like a staff steward, member yeah. and he says he didn't have a ticket <laughs> so everybody's then very scrambling to present their ticket, ticket. where's right. my ticket <laughs> that was good yeah all right so i think we were both really happy with this movie and Kind of surprised to see that it really held up the way that it did. Yeah. Really still liked it a lot. Kind of makes me want to go back and maybe watch another one or something, but not the Crystal Skull. <laughs> well, that was coming back after a long time, and they should have just let it go. <laughs> let it go, Wendy. <laughs> Which is too bad, because I was really hoping good things for that movie. But, yeah, you know, so maybe we will revisit some of the other movies. Just for fun. Yeah, maybe so. All right, lady. Thank you for joining me. Well, thanks for letting me be here. Oh, you know it, babe. I signed on. For life? Better or worse. 
podcasting or no podcasting. Yeah, there you go. So I didn't say hello to Jordan. Uh, <laughs> shout out. And you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> See, that makes them feel special. <laughs> uh, okay. Because they do know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll trust you on that one. All right. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, Go out this week and dominionize you who have the creative minds and the storytelling minds. uh, Figure out how to get it done for the sake of the kingdom. We'll talk at you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Worldview Media Podcast. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com to check out the other podcasts in our network and to download our free audiobooks.